0: Coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we talk about E3. That's right, three E's and all the video games that go along with it. We also talk about Uber being worth $17 billion. We also talk about Sprint and T-Mobile, iOS 8, now with split screens, and that kind of Turing test baloney. All that and some great picks on this all-new episode of Don't Panic. Stay tuned. This is Don't Panic, episode number 50, recorded June 9th, 2014 on 3Es, Uber's billions, and the split screens. Hello and welcome to tonight's edition of Don't Panic, the technology podcast that still can't prove it's a real human being. I'm Sean Jennings and I'm joined as always by the Buzz Lightyear and Woody the Cowboy of technology that would of course be Colby Rabideau and Dan Miller. Who else were you expecting? How's it going, guys?
1: Good. Is it really Woody the Cowboy?
0: I don't think he has a last name, but now you have me curious. It's just Woody. Um, is it Woody? Well, if I said Buzz Lightyear <laughs> and Woody... Woody the The cow. Buzz and Woody of Boy. technology. I don't know. Buzz and Woody of technology. See, I yeah. was not. Sheriff Woody. Yeah, Sheriff or- Woody Pride. Oh. He actually has a last name. I didn't even know. Oh, that's right. Pride. 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 What? Woody I Pride. Sheriff Woody vaguely
1: Pride. vaguely recall this. I don't understand.
0: Yeah, fascinating. Voiced, of course, by Tom Hanks. Uh, Tom. Very good. Well, uh, are you guys excited to talk some technology this week? We had our big, big Apple extravaganza last week.
1: Yeah, yeah. Have you, yeah. Have you I feel like down? there's <laughs> more Apple news that we don't even have on the rundown now that I think about it
0: Yeah, I will, because Dan, I kind of backed us into a corner by making the promise that we weren't going to talk about Apple this week So wow. that's on me Okay and I, and I, I really think I would, would be mad if After we did. ended the show, a, I was thinking of all the things we didn't talk about Touch ID, the new app store Touch ID I,
1: I know right. Can we talk about it a little bit? Do you, don't do you recall when Touch ID was announced that that was all we wanted on this show? I remember that conversation.
0: APIs, we wanted it for everybody, yeah. SDK. So, that
1: like, LastPass app, you don't need your giant password anymore. You can just touch your thumb. And then LastPass on iOS can now have the custom keyboard. So you just tap the LastPass icon on the keyboard, or not even, or just hover over in the browser and, like, press your thumb to the thing, and it just auto-fills in the right password. This is all possible now.
0: But doesn't again? I don't understand entirely how this works. But doesn't this mean you you don't have to give your passwords to Apple? No, for LastPass. Well, like if you were using Touch ID to log into something like LastPass, Apple doesn't have your LastPass password somewhere, right? No,
1: right. no. What LastPass is like? registers your? I'm guessing that some Apple kind of gives key. you some token. Uh huh. That uniquely identifies your th- thumbprint, but no one else's. That you can use as the thumb the thumbprint. So and they give that the touch ID to sensor LastPass. generates this key, and then actually no, because Apple said that they don't host any information about your thumbprint. So the hardware must generate some key, and then that key is stored in LastPass, and then LastPass can check that key against it. what they have stored when you do the um, thing. Well,
2: maybe I mean. Couldn't it just be the case that LastPass like delegates to the Touch ID thing and Touch yeah, ID? Yeah, that'll probably LastPass, be easier. Like, oh, this is the person
0: with the thumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, with the thumb. Uh, yes. So <laughs> that thumb. Um, uh, yes, that is uh, that is wonderful. I am very excited for that. Um, but I suppose it's time that we move on from Apple and into this week's top story.
2: Did we decide which one it was? I don't
0: know. No, no. So I'm just going to pick one uh, because I'm watching the uh, live stream right now. Why don't we talk a little bit about E3? Oh. That's the, I know we're not the, the most expert no. video game people. No, I, 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 I
2: groaned because I just remembered that I was talking over the music or whatever. <laughs>
0: Colby, we've moved far beyond that, okay? Too little. I haven't. I still get a kick out of it every time. Given up. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so let's talk about E3, obviously the big game developers conference, the Electronic Arts... No, the E... It's. Electronic Entertainment Expo. Thank you. I forgot what the second E was for. Uh, So, uh, let's talk about the announcements. All the big video game companies are out there. Now, we're not going to go through every single game announced because there's got to be over 100. Uh, But we're going to talk about the big stuff today. We had all the announcements from the major manufacturers starting with Xbox. And of course, unsurprisingly, guess what was the big news to come out of Xbox? Well, uh, you're correct. It is Halo. We are going to see a new, yeah, uh, we're going to see the Master Chief Collection. We talked about this on a previous show, bringing all four Halo games to Xbox One, uh, remastered and available on a single disc. I don't even know how that works. I guess you download most of it. And uh, Well, no,
1: because if it's Blu-ray, then most of those games are Xbox One games, right? Two of them, at least.
0: Well, the original Xbox, yeah. You say Xbox One, and I'm thinking of the new one.
1: Oh, sorry, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Colby, how many of the Halo games were on the original Xbox?
2: The first one and the second one, at least, right?
0: Yeah, and then, uh, it would be three and four would be the other two. Uh, Yeah, so the first
1: two games take up very little space compared to the, the second two.
0: Although they're saying they're remastered, so it's hard to say, but you're right. You're right. And uh, you'll be able to get all four games for the low, low price of just 59 US American dollars on November 11th. <laughs> uh, they run at full 1080p um, and with multiplayer and the whole thing, uh, including original multiplayer uh, in Xbox 2, which a lot of people are excited about. We talked about this previously. They also talked about uh, Halo 5, which is coming to Xbox One in 2015. Um, the <laughs> subtitle on this is Guardians, Halo Five Guardians. Um, and it follows the Halo guy as he does more things in space. <laughs> space? <laughs> you know Is Cortana there? Space. Uh maybe. Space place. She's too busy heading up Windows Phone that she can't uh, <laughs> she can't make it.
1: I think there should be a rule against like there's a certain number there's a number of sequels where it gets ridiculous. Like I think Mario Party and Mario Kart have long exceeded this, but it's kind of expected because there's nothing new there, anyways. It's just the new game for the new console. But Halo, Halo Five, yeah, Halo Five.
0: It's too many. But Dan, you know, I didn't even play Halo
1: Four.
0: It's that it's... build it and they will come scenario of all you have to do. It's Call, Call of, of Duty, Duty is the perfect example. <laughs> it's the same fucking game. It's the it same, the same game.
1: game. I think I feel like Call of Duty is like uh, like Madden NFL though now. But There's you don't you just expect a new one to come out every year and because it's just a sport.
0: Yeah. But it's the same with Halo. But you don't
1: see this in movies anymore, right? Like you used to have the crazy sequel problems with movies like the Rocky ones <laughs> and, you know. I guess we're starting to see it with Star Wars now.
0: Five Spider-Mans in the last decade oh
1: yeah in one reboot that's true
0: yeah so you know (laughs) i think it's just my coffee went down the wrong hole that's not very good too many holes uh but uh but no you're doing it wrong yeah story of my life i think the idea is that if people keep buying them they'll keep making them you know call of duty They they make a billion dollars a game i'd pump those things out all day long you know it's it's printing money and it's sad and people should know better than to keep buying the new games but they do i haven't
1: bought i bought halo 1 and i played halo 2 and that's that's been it like the halo i don't know the halo storyline never really grabbed me some all of my friends were like oh my gosh this is amazing i was like have you read books have, are you like have you
0: ever, <laughs> yeah but you play starcraft Maybe that was like, the
1: problem
2: they hadn't,
0: they hadn't. <laughs> and dan I, I get to break the news but you're not normal i i don't you know I, know, I know people who are excited to go and get NBA 2K14 even though they own 2K13, you well, know? that's different.
1: There's no expectation of art there. It's, it's pure entertainment. Whereas Halo's trying to say it's like, oh, it's the first person shooter but it's got this great storyline and it's so great, but like, like imagine if they were on Mass Effect 5 now. Like, Mass Effect was great and the three games were really good and they just stopped and the company that makes them is so good that they can make another story uh, Dan, in a different game.
0: Dan, did, did you know they announced Mass Effect 4 today? Did they really? I'm not making that up. Ubisoft announced Mass Effect 4 <laughs> no! today. No! <Yes. laughs> you, you, you pitched that one right up for the home run. Oh, no. <laughs> not making that up at all. Absolutely true. <laughs> oh, in addition to a, a new Assassin's Creed... So good. Uh...
1: uh, And Dragon Age. Yep. Dragon Age is another game that they've made. Colby, you're shaking your head about Dragon Age. No, Assassin's Creed. Yeah,
0: and the French Revolution. Assassin's
1: Creed is a great example. We'll just make one every year.
2: You know, I'll be satisfied when, like, I can play future Assassin's Creed. Like, Assassin's Creed with lasers and stuff. Isn't that just Tom Clancy, though? Yeah, Splinter Cell.
1: uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah, Cell.
0: No...
2: I mean, Splinter Cell is hard. Assassin's Creed is not hard. It's super easy, and that's what I want to do. I just I want to like two button kill people like in crazy ways with lasers. Okay, or I
1: something. will say now that uh reading the one paragraph I have about Mass Effect Four, my respect is maintained because <coughs> it has nothing to do with the original characters. Oh, that's Whereas crazy. the problem, oh. with Halo, is that it's still the nameless. Halo guy with no personality and no anything. And that's yeah. supposed to be this great storyline centers around this person who has literally no personality. That's that's a fair assessment.
0: You're very bitter about Halo. I just don't
1: see the what who what character in Halo PlayStation like fanboy. But you know well, what? No, 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 no. Oh, oh, oh. I I'm played I played Halo on the PC, okay? So it was <laughs> so okay. Did I. But what by. what character in Halo went through any amount of change throughout the series? Uh, I don't know. No. I, to be honest, I
2: never played the single player in anything but one. <laughs> and one was a pretty... Looking back on Halo 1, wow, what a boring game. Like, I mean, it was okay. Yeah, it was all right, but it was like just the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And what, then, like... It- and then there was that part, like, after things were blowing up and you were going back through the same thing you had already been through except
1: stuff was, like, blown up. But I think... <laughs> I feel like every game has that level.
0: <laughs> I think... I guess. What, what what i get from this is that i think and please correct me if i'm wrong because i don't really play video games but i think people are buying these new versions of these games not for the story or for the single-player experience they're buying them for the multiplayer they're buying them because their friends will be playing halo 5 therefore they need to be playing halo 5 and it's that way yeah. for NBA it's that way for modern warfare it's that way multiplayer and we've you know i've been watching the sony announcement all they've talked about hammer 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 multiplayer multiplayer online multiplayer streaming online multiplayer player. And assuming that's the future, they're gonna keep reiterating the same game over and over, tweaking it slightly so you have to go buy the new one because that's the one your friends have. You know, and, uh, and I mean it sucks. You're not wrong.
1: I will say that I've been playing watchdogs because I was uh, <laughs> sick all weekend.
2: What what, uh, what do you think of Watch Dogs?
1: <laughs> it's just okay. Coming from Grand Theft Auto Five, Grand Theft Auto Five is just so good like, story wise, it's even amazing uh, yeah. that even Watch Dogs is just kind of like, eh, it's okay. But what is cool is that it does this thing that they talked about at the last E3 a lot this uh, passive multiplayer where you're kind of playing along, and then people who are also playing single player are entering into your game. So you can, like, you enter into these side quests where you, like, spy on someone, but the person you're spying on is an other person who thinks they're only playing by themselves. And then eventually mm-hmm. they'll like, get this notification, like, holy crap, you have to find this guy who's stealing your, like, all the money out of your bank account. He's somewhere in this circle on your map. Uh, but find him. But it could be anywhere. It could be in any car. Uh-huh. And then you have to chase but him I, down. Yeah. It's terrifying. But it adds a that cool... Is terrifying. I'm not... That is I don't cool. think the multiplayer is, like, is a gimmick.
2: Destiny has
1: stuff like that, too, right? right? Yeah, and they yeah. showed up... There was some racing game last year that was all about this, too. Nice.
2: Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Like... I don't know. Like, if you're going to have to do boring stuff like walk around, it might as well be punctuated with, like, interesting things. Yeah. <clears throat> I like it. I, I, I haven't played a game in so long. <laughs> well... I haven't played a console
1: game in so long. say, <laughs> Besides Minecraft. Well, that's
2: not a console game. I played Portal the other day. That was fun. Oh,
1: nice. Nice. Yeah.
0: I did a New York Times crossword on my iPad, so... <laughs> Shut <laughs> up, <laughs> Sean. <laughs> I know I'm lower. That and Roller Coaster Tycoon, so I guess I shouldn't be talking. Oh, Roller Coaster
1: Tycoon. Whatever happened to Roller Coaster they Tycoon? They have an
0: iPad app now. What? Yes, but but it's one of those nickel and dime for every... In app uh, purchase. Yeah, it's irritating. I hate those. Yeah. Um, quickly, the, the other Xbox stuff a new Forza game, um, a new Tom Clancy game, a new Fable game, and a new Tomb Raider game. Uh, that's most of it. A few others, of course, exclusive downloadable did you, did content. You say Fable? Fable? Interesting. Yes, that would be. I enjoyed Fable 1. Fable Legends. Multiplayer mm-hmm. beta is slated to kick off this holiday season.
1: Did, did you ever play those, Dan? I played one of them once. It might have been the first one. Actually, I played the first one before it even came out. That was like the crowning <laughs> achievement of my middle school career, I think. <laughs> or maybe it was elementary school. I don't remember. Oh, man. Yeah. That was cool. 100%. That you were.
2: Cooler <laughs> than me.
1: Fuck. <laughs> Uh, there was one game that had me excited that I saw today, but uh, I don't know. I don't remember what it was.
0: Let's talk. That's that's most of what uh, was announced by Xbox. Let's talk a little bit about PlayStation. Their announcement still going on, believe it or not. Um,
2: For days.
0: Uh, of course, Destiny was talked about. That's their uh, their biggie. Um, I'm trying to scroll back to the beginning of the live announcement, but they've been on for so friggin' long. Destiny Beta coming to PlayStation 4 on July 17th. Um, They did briefly mention Project Morpheus, but no announcement on dates, prices, games, anything like that. They merely announced it existed. Um, Interestingly enough, they did talk a little bit about hardware. PlayStation TV... Uh, is a little separate $99 box you can buy and hook it up to another TV in your home. And from there, you can stream uh, media files, uh, relay gameplay, and a few other features that weren't super specifically talking about. Relay gameplay or play
1: games over the network? It
0: says, you'll be able to relay your PS4 to another TV and play most Vita titles as well as streaming games on the uh, upcoming PlayStation Now service.
1: Ah, so I have gotten into the PlayStation Now beta. Oh, really? And it's actually pretty legit. Yeah. It works really well. Shockingly well.
0: Hmm. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Great. Well, and that's a, interesting to me. Uh, for a $99 price tag, if, if you can actually stream good, high-quality games. So, but yeah, I mean, you, you, get... you can tell...
1: <clears throat> Sorry, on PlayStation Now, you can tell that it's streamed. <clears throat> so the graphics quality isn't the best, but it's really responsive, and I never... If I started the game, I had a couple problems getting it to, like, start, but once I was connected, I never had any problems. And I played it for a couple hours over the weekend. Uh, I played, like, a top-down thing, and then I played a racing game, which I thought would be really weird, but it didn't feel weird at all. Wow. It was really good. Nice.
2: Um, Is that, like, how does the pricing work for that like you
1: they haven't announced pricing for playstation now but if you're in the beta it's free oh the the other cool thing that they they exposed to the ui i don't know if they talked about this is that they have all these rental options like one day seven day 30 day rentals which i assumed that it was going to be like some flat netflix-esque fee for some libraries or maybe i don't know i didn't I didn't think about rentals for some reason, but it makes a lot of sense. You could try a game out really easily before, you know, and then the whole scenario where you try the game, you rent it for seven days, and then at the end of it, you're like, I'm going to buy this, and then it's downloading, and you keep playing it through the streams. Could be really cool.
2: Nice.
0: Yeah, it's amazing, and I think if they could get a $99 box that can... Do games like that? I think that could be a game changer, assuming the quality. Uh-huh. I think there's enough bandwidth. Yeah, see what I did there, <laughs> uh, and, but I really think it is because you know I, I could imagine a household buying a PlayStation, but if you've got multiple television, multiple family members, it does media files as well. Ninety nine dollars is a very attractive price to play decent, high quality video games. Yeah. Um, so they talked about that, and they also have a $139 bundle that's PlayStation TV. You also get a controller and a game with that. So it's a really good price. Um, the other thing that interests me about the PlayStation now is, so <coughs> you start it up
1: on your PS4. It only works on the PS4, I think, and the new handheld thing, maybe. Uh but when you get launched into the streamed game, you actually basically have an entire PS3 that you're logged into at your fingertips. So you can, like, back out into the PS3 menu and you can message your friends using the PS3 menu from within the streamed game. So you're getting the whole console stream to you.
0: Interesting. So they point. basically have a console sitting in a warehouse somewhere running on a server that is yours.
1: Yep. That's <clears <clears <throat> At least that's what it appears to be.
0: Wow. Well, keep us in the loop as you're uh, as you try out the beta. That's really fascinating. I can't wait to hear some uh, pricing information on that. Uh, yeah. I, I also want to say, Sony announced YouTube integration. They already had integration with Twitch TV and UStream, but now you can share videos directly to YouTube. If that's your thing. Wow. Um, other games <laughs> include, of course, Far Cry, Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid, um, Little Big Planet. Uh, you know your usual suspects. Um, the announcement is still going on so we could still hear more we'll keep you in the loop as that goes on but that's most of what you heard from Sony I recommend everyone go online I mean each of these announcements is 30, 40 games I mean they're flying through them like it's nobody's business so uh, we certainly couldn't cover all of them so I recommend everyone go on check out all the individual games check out the gameplay trailers uh, and see what's going on there tomorrow morning is the uh, Nintendo announcement Uh, we'll bring you coverage on that next week Uh, but do you guys have anything else you want to add? Yes, Colby.
2: I'm looking at The Verge right now, and it says Destiny Beta coming to PlayStation 4 on July 17. Sean said
0: that. I wasn't going to correct him, but I was just (laughs) going to let that go. I wasn't
2: listening.
1: I wasn't listening,
0: Um, clearly. Yeah, so the Destiny Beta is coming uh, July. Yes, so uh, get excited for that as well. All right.
1: Colby, does that mean I'll be playing the Destiny Beta with you on July 17th on the PlayStation 4?
0: yeah I think so
2: (laughs) I think that's exactly what it means okay Um, yeah I'm gonna have to get on on that whole getting a PlayStation 4 thing
0: and you know I'll tell you you guys know me I'm I'm not a video game player at all but as I, I watch all these announcements I have some graduation money sitting away and man a PlayStation 4 looks shockingly attractive I don't I don't know and I used to really be a fan of the Xbox but these days the PS4 just looks so good
1: yeah they're doing a lot of stuff right
2: the, con- the controller is way nicer. That was always my main objection to the, the PlayStation th- or the PS3, because I thought the controller was dumb.
1: Yeah, it was pretty plasticky. Yeah. This one feels a lot yeah, more. Yeah, not more substantial. right.
2: <laughs> dumb was a uh, not sophisticated <laughs> one.
0: <laughs> well, and it also goes back to the idea that, you know, my friends, like you guys, own PlayStations, so unsurprisingly, <laughs> guess which I'm going to buy. Yeah. You know, it's a social effect. We're yeah. have to have it. Peer pressure. Um, all right. Well, that concludes our E3 coverage. We'll have more on that, including Nintendo, next week. But we must move on because it's been a couple weeks, and I know you guys are are, are missing it so bad. So we're going to jump right into a trivia challenge. Oh man, we didn't do it last. Uh, yes, and you guys are going to really like this one. <laughs> um, it's a short <laughs> one. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, no. I'm just going to let it go. It's funny now. Now it's a joke. It's going to be No, That's I why I don't want to do it. Now, he, now
2: you have to keep doing it. You're not it. doing it for your entertainment.
0: Um, so this one, it's, it's an open free-for-all, okay? So anyone can jump in with an answer at any time. And what it is is I'm looking for the top 12 most visited websites on the internet that start with a vowel. <laughs> <laughs> the top 12 websites online that start with a vowel. And you can just shout them out as you think of them.
1: Ask Jeeves.
0: Uh, well, ask.com. It hasn't been Ask Jeeves in a decade. But okay, yes, correct.
1: About.com.
0: Yep.
2: Overstock.com.
0: Nope. Amazon. <laughs> Amazon is the is number one. Good job. Um... This, Alibaba. Nope, I think these oh. are U.S. only. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> You'd probably be right if it was international. And this right. list is from December 2013, it, so it's relatively recent. Instagram. 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 Number four, correct. And People I'm going to go track, to Instagram.com. Apparently.
1: Wow. They they have a web like they have you can Instagram.
0: I know the they do, but
1: I assume that no one went there. <laughs> It's
2: because they don't include the pictures in Twitter anymore, so you gotta go. Oh, yeah.
1: uh,
0: good call. Yeah, which, by oh. the way, I'll recommend to everyone Ift. there's Ift recipes that make it super easy to, uh, oh. to share back and forth between Instagram and uh, when you post to Instagram you can have it embed the picture into the tweet you send out with it, so nice. Oh, nice. keep that in mind. Uh, that's four out of twelve, guys, come on. You can do better. Etsy. Etsy <laughs> is number eleven.
1: Nice! Ooh, good for us very good <laughs> i'm representing today <laughs> me too
2: oh I nice i got
0: my woot shirt i'll it's take a it new one. I, I
2: apologize for the like the deficit of facebook's t-shirts i've received and passed <laughs> on like i literally have not gotten any any good t-shirt yeah,
1: let's stop once you're not an intern anymore they
0: cut you off they're, they're yeah, out. I guess I guess that
2: that's what it is. You, I don't know. Once you like, go
0: public, you got to watch those uh, free T-shirts. <laughs> you know. Yeah. The bottom line. <laughs> All right. Anyways. <laughs> uh, Come on. Um, hmm. You guys haven't gotten two, three, five. <sighs>
1: YouTube. Get it?
0: Why is not a vowel in <laughs> that case? Only sometimes, Dan, but you try. <laughs>
1: I'll give you another
0: minute and I'm going to start giving you clues. You stream. Nope. You're going to be mad when you hear these because they are not surprising. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh...
0: <laughs> eBay? Ebay number two. Good, good, good job. Good. Good job. Thanks. Uh, none start with U. You. There's your first clue. No U's. Ah, really? All right. And none start with o. A- So What e- does that e- leave A- us? A E. A E and I. I. Uh, um, Imager. That would be number six. Good job, Dave. Nice.
2: Imager is an impressive. Like, I love it
0: it's so bad. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, another clue: the remaining companies are old, at least five years old, if not older. They're older companies. These are not newer web brands.
2: <sighs> okay.
0: Apple.com? Apple.com, very good. Number mm, five. Nice. I wouldn't. Interesting. You still don't not... have number No, no, five. no.
1: But you know why? Because it's the first. It, most people don't Safari. change their homepage on their Macs. Oh. <laughs> so every time they open Safari, it's Apple.com. <laughs>
0: Boom. Um, let's see. One of these is the oldest of web companies.
2: Uh it's podcast
0: time. <laughs> um
2: Do you say the oldest of webcomics? Well, they, they
0: certainly oldest? go way back to the dial-up days.
2: Hmm. Oh, AOL.
0: AOL, that's right. Uh, All right, how about uh you still got number 3 and I'll give you a clue and this might give way. How about uh sports? ESPN. ESPN.
1: Wow. My next best is going to be IMDb.
0: IMDb is number eight. You oh, got, really? Uh, you oh, I that. thought we had gotten them all. No. <laughs> and now there's one left, number 12. It is a software <laughs> company Adobe. Oracle. Adobe. Oh, no. He got it, Adobe. Really? Oh, nice.
1: Why? Because of the flash downloads.
2: Oh, those fuckers!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Colby,
1: it's just people downloading
0: uh, CS whatever they're at now.
2: (laughs) That's like I'm surprised that that's not number one. Like everyone hits that page like three times a day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Must be all those Mac users uh, skewing the numbers. Uh, So, you want to know our final results? Yes. Our winner is Colby in a seven to five battle. Congratulations.
2: I feel like I mean I feel like we both basically said ESPN at the same time, so it was really
0: Colby. Don't be don't be a sore <laughs> winner. Just admit you won. This is supposed to be competitive. Okay. Come on. Um, all right, that's enough of trivia. Let's move on into what we got in other news. Uh, it's my new thing. I'm looking over and watching Colby as it plays, waiting for him to say something. Uh, what story you guys want to talk about first? Anyone in particular?
1: Uh, there's a couple good ones. Um, we could talk about the Sprint and T-Mobile thing, since I don't know what that is. <laughs> Sean, I'm the one who's supposed to be sick.
2: I don't think we can. I don't think
0: we can talk about it. I didn't, I assumed... Drinking beverages was like breathing. You didn't have to think about it. You just knew how to do it. For most of us, that's true. true. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about Sprint and (laughs) T-Mobile. So, uh, (laughs) T-Mobile, you may know them as the fourth uh, largest cell phone carrier in the United States and uh, a large international company. Well, people really want to buy them. Uh, AT&T tried to buy them, and the government shut them down. There have been rumors of at and T-Mobile being acquired by other international companies. And a long time, people have been saying, "Are Sprint, T-Mobile, as the third and fourth largest, going to merge?" Well, uh, it, they've said it before, but the latest is that they've come close to an agreement for about thirty-two billion dollars for Sprint to buy ah. T-Mobile. Uh, so, yes,
2: Sprint buy. So, is this just like America T-Mobile?
0: Yes.
1: Okay. Okay. I, don't I was going to say it could be bigger than T-Mobile even in America, though. Me either.
0: Um, <coughs> give well, me a second. Me, yeah. I will look, because I'm sure somewhere on here it will say what the subscriber numbers are. Or not! They just didn't thanks, Reuters.
1: Thanks for nothing! <laughs> uh, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, they didn't say I don't know if you guys want to Google it, but, uh...
2: Well, I mean, I'm a T-Mobile subscriber, so... So this I mean, doesn't matter to the... you!
0: You
2: know, go ahead, Dan. You can you can go before me because mine's just gonna be like gut feeling. Like
1: okay, well, I don't have anything intelligent. Technologically speaking, Sprint uses the Verizon network technology. So a merger a merger between those these two companies doesn't make any sense at all.
0: How would they do it? Like physically. Well, what's funny is they've done it before. When Sprint bought Nextel way back when, Nextel used a completely different technology. I think it wasn't even CDMA or GSM. I think it was some third technology because they had the push to talk and all that stuff. And they spent a fortune and lost their hats trying to integrate those two companies. So the fact that they're going ahead and doing this with T-Mobile, is it desperation? Is it because they think they have to? I mean, even here it says that the price isn't even that good um uh, is it just sprint sprints uh there was a rumor they were going to be in, at least majorly invested in by softbank which is big in china they right. were trying to invest in clearwire there were talks of them being bought by dish there were i mean just left and right sprint is just please you know it reminds me of um palm it palms in its last days when they're like we're out of money please someone buy us and at the last minute hp came in and it kind of reminds me a lot of that it's it just smells of desperation.
2: But this is Sprint buying T-Mobile. But right? I think...
0: <laughs> which which is even funnier because I think Sprint realizes that... The only way to do it is scale. You can't yeah. be the fourth, fifth, sixth largest... That's why Metro PCS was just bought by... Um, T-Mobile bought Metro PCS. I mean, these companies, they're acquiring, and, and once you get scaled, that's where the economy starts to work, and so it makes sense to put up towers and open offices and things like that. And I think Sprint's realizing that being third isn't good enough.
2: It's, so Sprint is third right now and T-Mobile is fourth?
0: Yes, I, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. Yeah, that's
2: fine. Yeah.
0: But I think, as far as I know, they're distant second and third. Or third and fourth.
2: Right. So, like... I'm okay with this if it doesn't affect my life at all.
0: <laughs> Goldie, you just described everything ever. <laughs> yes. No, it's
2: like I am okay with this if my cell contract does not – if my, my, my monthly fee for my, my phone doesn't increase, if I continue to get unlimited data and tethering and I don't have to get a new phone. If any of those things don't do change, I'm going to be very upset, and I don't know what I'm going to do.
0: Colby, I will tell I'm to, you...
2: I'm going, to cry. I'm going to throw a tantrum.
0: <laughs> and I'll tell you why that is exactly what will happen. Because T-Mobile, we all know, is, is the edgy, fun company that no contracts and will pay your termination fees and all this stuff. The reason they can do that is A, because they're so small they can. It doesn't cost them as much to put it out to as many subscribers. And B, because they have to. Because they're so small they need gimmicks and unique things to pull in subscribers. If they become the third largest and actually match up in size to a Verizon or T-Mobile, what is the incentive for them to do that? It's why Verizon and AT&T don't do that. And it's the same, you know, we talk about DirecTV and AT&T. We talk about Time Warner Cable and Comcast. As companies get bigger, they lose the incentive for unique opportunities and customer propositions and all these things. I'm not saying that will happen for sure. I mean, as far as I know, T-Mobile has been actually on a bit of an upswing and they're doing okay, which is why I think they... Should ask for more and may try and fight this if it ever turns hostile. But Sprint is just hurting so badly that I just I cannot imagine this ends well for them.
2: For Sprint, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, and um, I mean it. It does. Like I don't know if T-Mobile is actually on an upswing, but like it seems like.
1: No, they're getting more subscribers. I know that. Right. If, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're doing better. Right. It depends right, what the right. cost per customer is.
2: Yes. Yeah. And, I mean, it does, like, I don't know. Sprint kind of seems like a sinking ship right now, now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I, I don't really know, to be honest. But, it, like, I would hate to see T-Mobile get merged merge with Sprint and then, like, that have that whole glob just go under. That would be it. I would be fine
1: with it if, honestly, if I had any confidence that it would, it could work. Like, if Sprint and T-Mobile combined successfully, they would still be behind AT and T and Verizon, I think, by a non-insignificant amount. Um, So you know, so if I felt that if they combined and they could help lower AT&T and Verizon's prices, then that would be good. But I don't think the merger would be successful, and it would just serve to kill off those two companies and leave the other ones around to acquire them later on. Yeah.
0: So I'll I'll tell you, uh, T-Mobile is by far the fastest-growing wireless company. Uh, 6.2 million additions uh, over the past four quarters compared to 2.7 and 1.7 for AT&T and Verizon, so nearly three times the growth. Um, Now, of course, they are the smallest, so it's not surprising they see more growth. But I will note that T-Mobile has about half of what AT&T or Verizon have in terms of subscribers in fourth place. Sprint on the other hand is, um, I'm looking at a chart, and I was looking for specific numbers and I can't seem to find it, but Sprint is just hemorrhaging customers at a shockingly dismal level. So, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, we always have the same discussion. whenever we talk about, two co- two big companies merging, you know, w- what does it mean for the customer? What does it mean for these businesses? And I, I kind of like this attitude that Sprint ha- or uh, that T-Mobile has, where we're we're going to do what it takes and we're going to be different. And it's clearly on some level working for them. They're seeing these growth numbers, um, and I'd hate to see them get. If anything, I'd like to see Sprint acquired by T-Mobile and keep those same policies up as a bigger company, you know?
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean.
0: Yeah. So (coughs) it'll be interesting to see, you know, Sprint either being acquired or acquiring has been on the books for years. There's been talk of this. And certainly I have to imagine it would help their business, but we're not sure what it would mean long-term to subscribers or uh, the combined Sprint T-Mobile or regulators would yeah, even allow it.
2: Right. So my other question is like I've I've never met anyone in my entire life who has
1: sprint my entire life I've met one person.
0: Huh. Well, and the other thing, <laughs> well, no, but you know what it is? And Sprint, I'll give Sprint credit cards to do, they have a secret sauce and that would be uh third-party MVNO resellers, Virgin, Boost Mobile, they all use the Sprint network and they get counted as Sprint subscribers which is kind of baloney because yeah. they're not but they do pay Sprint. That's where Sprint makes a ton of their money is in reselling. Yeah. You know which which these other companies don't do. T-Mobile does a little bit of and Verizon and AT&T do almost none of. So uh, right. at least not for other carriers. So that that's something to keep in mind. <laughs> um let's continue on. Uh, I want to talk about um how does one point two billion dollars sound? Sounds like one sixteenth of a WhatsApp. That it's
2: one point two Instagrams.
0: That's true. <laughs> um, well, that would be the amount of cash a bunch of rich people just dumped on Uber, uh, pricing the company at about seventeen billion dollars. With one investor uh, being quoted as saying, "Uber is the Facebook of travel." Yeah, you you uh, you let your brain uh, crunch on that. Yeah,
1: that that analogy breaks down pretty much as soon as you start to think about it.
0: It it does. Uh, Uber is the only startup to raise money at a higher valuation before going public um, outside of Facebook. Uh, Of course, launched four years ago in San Francisco, now operating in 128 cities in 37 countries. It is estimated uh, through leaked documents that Uber was on track to process over a billion dollars worth of rides in 2013. Uh, of which twenty percent is revenue for them, about two hundred million. Um, uh, what do you guys think of this? I mean, do you think that's a fair value? You think that's wildly out of control? I mean, do you guys have any?
2: I mean, so the thing I see. I mean, the thing the thing I see about Uber versus like a lot of the other recent like gigantic. Uh, acquis- or valuations, I guess you would say, is that like Uber has a real
1: product, like a real life product, like yeah. something
2: tangible,
1: and like and it's, it's a product great. that's not just in San Francisco. Like all these <laughs> laundry startups and the grocery delivery ones. So dumb.
0: Yeah, how thirty seven uh, countries? You said, Sean. Uh, thirty seven countries around the world.
1: Yeah, that's significant. That's worth a lot of money.
0: I mean,
2: so, for one thing, to be fair, I would imagine there's quite a few of those cities where there's, like, two Uber drivers, like, uh, you know what I mean? But still, like, they're, I mean, obviously expanding. Um,
1: Or, like, Stripe, or these other, like, the payment processors that are U.S. only. It's like... Yeah. It's like all the growing... Every other business knows that growing markets are not in the U.S., Right. And investors want to see that you can get into those markets because then they know they don't even have to think about it. They know if you have a business in those markets now, they're just going to make more and more money for free, basically, for the foreseeable yeah. future. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. I mean, I don't, I
2: don't. This doesn't seem that crazy to me.
1: <laughs> that, yeah, and it's only it's one sixteenth of a WhatsApp. I mean, right. be real
0: in cash, but but they're saying, and only
1: one and a half times the amount or 1.2 times the amount of Instagram
0: Well, I guess what's interesting to me is is two things one I mean they got the 1.2 in cash But that puts their value overall at about 17 billion, which is a little over a whatsapp a and billion there you or go. so and, But the difference to me is Uber has feet on the ground they have physical assets in the real world in these countries. Mm-hmm. If someone tomorrow built a new messaging app, and every, it, it, it's not surprising to me that everyone would switch over to it because that's how these things work. But if you, right. you can't go around tomorrow and start a car sharing service because you're talking physical assets in the real world. And I think that is a, a, right. a massive difference people have to remember.
2: Right. Yeah. You know, it's like a real business. Airbnb is a, a good example of It's not just that. a
0: tech business. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The other thing that the $17 billion valuation says to me as well, and we've again, another theme on the show over and over, week and week again, it's all about users. If you have users, you have value. That is an undeniable fact. And Uber has, you know, are they technologically better than their competitors? Probably not. You know, but they have users. They're in all these countries and in these cities. They managed to get there before other people did. Whether or not they're better, whether or not they have a better long-term strategy, it's not about that. It's because they have users. And and that's where their value is. And that's that's absolutely the fact these days.
2: Yeah, and it, it's also... Uh... Well, the, So so... One thing about like Uber's users translate directly into money, which is cool. Um, probably a good place to be for
1: a business. Um, <laughs> they're paying and, Uber, for instance, they're like, they gave them their credit card number and they're like, transferring money, yeah, it's right. good, it's good, that's right. where you want to be. Like
2: acti- actively giving them money. <laughs> it's a good business plan. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and it's I think you have a good point about them like they they were pretty much the first um and I don't know, I mean I use Uber all the time and even even like sometimes there's you know it's like Friday night and there's a bunch of crazy shit going on in the city and there's that like 1.5 or 2x multiplier on the fare and you're like fuck my life but like I'm not gonna like stand around and try and get a cab, not an animal.
1: Whereas in New York, um, the cabs almost still more convenient. <laughs> yeah, the,
2: the, <laughs> there there are certain instances where a cab is more convenient, but like if you get in a cab in San Francisco, you you like get in either knowing they're gonna You're give you a hard time about hands? not having cash. No, I mean I mean that's like the same with Uber. They they're all crazy, but like.
1: <laughs> yeah, the cash thing. So a lot of cash in San Francisco don't accept card.
2: They, I mean, they do. They all have credit card readers. They just all give you a hard time when you try and pay with a credit card, which is, like,
0: I annoying. Have, I have to imagine they get a lot of people in there trying to pay with apps on their phone or some crazy startup or something. And Do, do you accept?
2: <laughs> I've been in Cavs that use Square. Like, that, that was nice. Yeah. Um. But it's, like, it's like I, I like, so I'll still take, like, from the airport, for example, a cab is almost always cheaper than Uber. Um, so, I'll, like, I'll take a cab from the airport. But, like, when I'm planning on it, I just get some cash. But it's, like, uh, serendipitous things are when I tend to take Uber, because I rarely have cash when I'm not planning on it. Uh, but that may be a San Francisco-specific thing. I know cabs in New York are much... Much uh,
0: cleaner, more polite, a better experience overall. I,
1: <coughs> I've, yeah. I, I would say most of my experiences getting in a cab in New York have involved almost no interaction with the cab driver at all, even when I have tried. It. They're always on the phone. And who are they talking to?
0: <laughs> Other cab drivers, maybe?
1: Yeah. And you can't ever hear them. I, I was in a cab with a guy who kept the iPhone microphone in his mouth so that he could like, I don't know what he was doing. So he could talk into it, but not be able to be heard by.
0: Oh, he was whispering and that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was,
1: <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, we should move on because we're running out of time and there's at least two more stories we should talk about. At right. least that I think we should talk about. All
0: right, Where are we going next, Dan? Tell me.
1: I think we should do iOS 8 with split screens because okay. I think it's, it's interesting. And then we should do the one under that. Okay. And then I think we should move on to Picks.
0: Okay. Dan taking the reins. I love it. Uh, (laughs) We promised we wouldn't talk about Apple, so naturally we have to break that promise. iOS 8 code. Uh, This was a rumor rumor before the Apple announcement. I may have even mentioned it on the live stream we did, that Apple may do side-by-side apps running simultaneously. Samsung tablets already do that. Uh, Microsoft tablets, if you're running Windows 8, already do that. Uh, And the question was, would Apple... Introduces feature in iOS 8. There was no announcement of that, but a uh, developer found in the code, the springboard code for uh, iOS 8, code to run two apps side-by-side, either in quarter-size, half-size, or three-quarter size. Um, now that's interesting to note because it, uh, as Apple has done for a long time announcing iOS in the spring and releasing it in the fall, They usually hold a few features back, one or two features that they announce alongside the hardware in the fall. Could this be, A, could this be a new feature they're announcing in the fall? And B, does this fall into my earlier prediction I made, and I still stand by, that we see a larger iPad, like we saw a larger Surface this year?
1: Yeah, I think this only makes sense with an iPad Pro, like, 14-inchy, 13-inchy, 12-inch thing. I mean,
2: I but think it, it certainly surface. doesn't make sense with a
1: mini, right? The new
0: Surface, I think, is 12.
1: <coughs> was the old Surface smaller?
0: Yeah, but it was also widescreen, so it was really... Right. The sizes were funky. Okay. I think it was 11, but because it was widescreen, it wasn't actually as big.
1: Oh, right, because they changed the dimensions of the new Surface. That's yep. right, that's right.
0: Yep. Yeah,
1: I think it has to be bigger. And I think if I have this, that means there's going to be a bigger iPad, which is interesting. It interests me... A lot. I think with a bigger iPad, we could see more intensive applications developed for the iPad, photo editing, video editing, things like that, especially all this extension stuff we see now.
0: I was going to say continuity fits Mm -hmm. perfectly into that. You start editing a photo on your iPad Pro, and you can go right with your Mac Pro. Right,
1: right, right. Yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense.
0: Colby, would you you
1: buy an iPad Pro ever? I'm not sure.
2: Part of the problem that I'm having, that I I would have, is that, like, my iPad 2 is still good enough for what I use my iPad for. No, 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 no. I'm right there with you, yeah. Yeah. Um, I might, though. Like, my iPad 2 is getting kind of beat up and, like, I would imagine sooner or later they're going to stop supporting, supporting it.
1: Yeah. Um, if I could take an iPad for like going to visit my parents or weekend trips or traveling, like when I'm not mm-hmm. going to be doing like programming, where I just need a computer, <sighs> if I could just take it and know that it's all I would need. I would totally yeah. buy a new iPad to do that.
0: But can't you do that with a current-sized iPad? Why would you need the extra screen real estate
1: if just, just not it for like... casual
0: stuff? I mean, to to me, I think the advantage of a larger iPad is because you have a larger screen real estate, A, it makes sense to do photo editing, things like that, but also you can put a beefier processor in something because the larger the screen, the more yeah. stuff you get behind it. Longer br- battery life, better processor. I have a 15 inch ultrabook laptop right I could envision replacing this with an with a 14 inch iPad that had enough processor to do like live streaming like we're doing now and things like that my holdup would be I need a really good keyboard for it because it would be a laptop replacement and I I don't want to I want Apple to finally come out with a really good like the surface has yeah like I need like a, a
2: real mobile keyboard
0: I need a good keyboard and I think on a 14 inch or 13-inch tablet, you need it. I don't I, I don't yeah. think you can avoid it at that point. Because you're doing... C4. No, I think you're right. But a, at that point, it's is. a laptop, though. Like, I think that we're going
1: beyond the keyboard, where we're, we want apps where the best way to use it is not with a keyboard. I, where...
0: I agree, but I just don't think you can completely ignore the keyboard, either. It's a transition yeah. period. You need the yeah. option.
2: I think, so... I think that, so one thing I've heard, and I've like very infrequently used the keyboard with an iPad. I do have a Bluetooth keyboard that like works with the iPad, but like, um, I think even if they didn't come out with a special keyboard for it, um, I think just having better keyboard support in iOS would would be ideal.
1: What like, sucks about it,
2: I don't, I've never tried. There's no, like, you can't get to the home screen. I don't think you can really navigate the OS at all, like, you can't do anything, like, so you you always have to, like, reach up and, like, touch. Yeah. Um, there's no, I don't think there's keyword, there's, like, short, like, copy and paste either, shortcuts, I'm not, that might not be true, um, but, like, just general stuff, like, right. I think, like, at the same time as this wouldn't be the the predominant way people use it, I think Sean's kind of right.
0: Like, Or you know what? Or I'll, that, I'll even give you a second version of that story, where even if I didn't have a good mobile keyboard, I'd need a really good desktop dock, because I would use this for right. more serious things. It would be a laptop replacement, so I'd like to be able to, even wirelessly, just... Tap it down. It starts charging. My cinema display, my keyboard, my magic trackpad. You have all the doodads that connect to it. Then you're talking a serious machine. Mm-hmm. But without the accessories to go around it, I don't know.
2: I would. That's that's an interesting point. Like the cinema display, like does it have a Thunderbolt cable, or or how? Like if it does, how does it have that? Because Thunderbolt
1: is like kind of big.
0: Well, it would but, be wireless.
1: That's what Sean's saying. You could do that, or
0: I I don't know what the lightning standard is, and if you could take lightning and and do lightning to to Thunderbolt, I don't don't know what speeds lightning does. That could be one of the advantages to why they went to lightning, was to get those speeds, but I, I just, when you start talking those sizes, you're a serious machine, Microsoft has these things, a good keyboard, a dock. And I think that plays to the surface. In fairness, Microsoft
1: has had these things since the like, late 90s, early 2000s. Things.
0: I know, I know. <laughs> um, and you're right. No, you're totally right. So uh, I'd be interesting to see that. And um, if any company can do side-by-side on a tablet, well, I'm going to put my money on Apple, especially these days.
2: Yeah, just generally I'd be interested to see how they do it. It's like how do they... Like, will it be good or not? <laughs> <laughs> not that not that Apple does anything that's like just blatantly not good, but you know, they they have there are some kinks. Yeah, lackluster ideas.
0: I guess. Um, in the interest of time, let's move on. Dan, uh, I don't know anything about this story, so I would like you to uh, tell me about it.
1: Right. So a couple days ago, it came out that uh someone wrote a computer program that passes the turing test and what is the turing test let's google it and make sure i don't get the definition wrong the turing test is a test of a machine's ability to exhibit intelligent behavior to intelligent behavior equivalent to or indistinguishable from which i think is the more important ways to exhibit intelligent behavior indistinguishable from that of a human so basically the way the test works is sean you sit down at a computer and you have an IM chat with a series of people. And then after each chat, you're asked, is this person a human or a computer? Some of the people you're talking to will be humans. Some of the people you're talking to will be computers. And so, now what is the actual...
0: You have to fool 30% of the That's people. That's what it says. Is Are you not agreeing with that? Uh...
1: Uh, No, that's not universally accepted. That's okay. a very low number. I don't think it specifically says what percentage. I think a fair one would be 51%. You have to fool the majority of humans. You have to convince the majority of humans that you're a machine. I think that would be more reasonable. Uh, so what this person did was they wrote a chatbot, not an AI, very simple more like a clever bot than watson that pretends to be a 13 year old doesn't pretend to it's bad it's not very good and it covers that fact up by telling the human that it's a 13 year old which explains its weird gaps in knowledge and it's iffy grammar at points and things like that uh so i just want to say that (laughs) i don't think the turing test has been passed 31% of people were convinced that this was a 13-year-old boy from the Ukraine uh, speaking English, which, and it didn't exhibit any intelligence, so someone had, you can, I I think, download this and chat with it yourself, and someone downloaded it and used it, and was like, real quick, can you just, like, I forget what it was. I'll bring it up. Colin, did you read this article about... Uh,
0: I, 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 where'd it go? Fuck. Well, while you're it's looking that up, it. I mean, I, I think this story feeds into this culture, and we've talked about it before, of, of these sort of either local news headline or, or the Huffington Post story where it's all about the headline or the soundbite and not about the content. It's-
2: this is the Washington Post, though, isn't that supposed to be like a real
1: thing? Well, but you they mean, don't know what any of this means. <laughs>
0: it, <laughs> that's it, fair. You know, and it's the kind yeah. of thing like you're, 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 you know, you see a tease on TV, and it's something like, you know, uh, is the, do have computers finally <laughs> outsmarted man? Find out tonight at eleven. You know, and and they don't really tell you the whole story, and that I hate that.
2: Hate that. Yeah, it's it's also like. I mean, I feel like doing something clever, like oh, pretending to be a thirteen-year-old, is like not quite. It defeats the there. purpose. Right. I mean, like it's clever, sure, and sure they fooled. It says here they they fooled thirty-three percent of people, which is given that is like statistically significant, but it's not.
1: Yeah. A so here was the conversation that and like an AI researcher had with this. Uh, he asked, which is bigger, a shoebox or Mount Everest? And this amazing chat robot answered, I can't make a choice right now. I should think it I should think it out later, and I forgot to ask you where you are from. And then the interviewer immediately asked, how many legs does a camel have? And Eugene says, something between two and four, maybe three? By the <laughs> way, I still don't know your specialty, or possibly I missed it. How many legs does a millipede have? Just two, but Chernobyl mutants may have them up to five. I know you're supposed to trick me no i need to know you're not a chat bot please just answer the question straightforwardly how many legs does an ant have somewhere between two and four maybe three. <laughs> oh, what a fruitful conversation so it's like oh my god if you yeah but Thanks. then again like the people being interviewed didn't know that it was beforehand but as soon yeah. as you try to like really apply any rigor to it it falls right apart so don't be alarmed We're safe for another couple years. Um, Robots will not rise up against us. And
0: That's the other side of the story, is that no one ever follows up on these things, and everyone just forgets about it. And no one ever is It becomes a BuzzFeed
1: article, and then disappears.
0: Yep. But on Don't Panic... Well, don't panic. The robots are not upright. (laughs) No need to worry. Uh, Very good. All right. Uh, A ton of stories. We didn't even get to all of them, but you know what? That's okay. I think we had some good discussions. Um, and I want to tell everybody that we're going to be back next week with uh, many other event coverage including Nintendo, Amazon, um, at least some leaks from the upcoming google uh, Google io so uh, keep it here we're your announcement headquarters uh, but let's move on because we have to do our picks of the week <laughs> Uh, Outstanding. I'm going to jump in and go first, because I actually think this plays in super well to what we were just talking about. Um, Are you sick of those clickbait headlines that you see online all the time? Things like, uh, (laughs) is Camel Milk the health drink of the future? Or, how to kickstart your community startup scene? Or, uh, I'm trying to find a couple... See Nick Cage's awesome Nick Cage shirt.
1: or All these things (laughs)
0: that insist on making you click through and seeing what's going on. Well, some brilliant person, and I give this person all the credit in the world. They've already racked up nearly 100,000 followers on Twitter. Twitter.com slash saved you a click. And what this guy does is he tweets the original headline and then follows it with... Essentially, the answer to the question they pose in the headline, so for example, is camel milk the drink the health drink of the future and he says nope. <laughs> or um how
1: many documents did Snowden actually take? Even the NSA doesn't know and then his answer, don't expect to find the answer here then. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: like I like the way that this is um like he says the answer the he answers it before the headline.
0: Yeah, so Bye. you see the answer first. How Boeing will transport customers to space? Answer, rocket ships. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so, it's such a clever idea, and every single time, or this this was one of my favorites, he did this the other day, uh, Cosmopolitan tweeted, you won't believe what this new lube will do to your genitals. And he, was, and he answered it with, I clicked on this for you. And that was his answer, so... Uh, I highly recommend you follow it. It always makes me smile when I see it. Um, And he tweets a a good couple times a day. So it's twitter.com slash saved you a click. It's really funny, and I always get a kick out of it. And you don't even have to click through the stories. Like, I actually learn things. (laughs) Go figure. (laughs) Saving you time. That's what we're here for. (laughs) Uh, And that's my pick this week. So fun little Twitter account for you. Uh, Let's move on. Who wants to go next?
1: I have to go next I before I finish it. No.
0: Okay. Uh
1: so, so first pick is Krabby's Ginger Beer. Some people have actually talked to him and said this is disgusting, but I really like it. Alcoholic Ginger Beer. <laughs> it's made scary. in Scotland, actually, but you can get it in the U.S. Mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Uh, second pick is this thing called Picture Life. So Picture Life is basically backups for your pictures, but in addition to just doing... Sh- backups they also have a web ui where you can see your pictures and most importantly share your pictures so have you ever taken some pictures and just wanted to share them with someone and you're like god how like is this person on facebook should i put it on Flickr? should i just upload them in a zip file and like put them on you know some file sharing site or whatever so this is a thing they have mobile apps so that you can upload directly from your phone or you just uh, on the mac i think this is a macintosh only actually which i didn't even realize but if you have a mac it syncs with your iPhoto library so then anytime you add something to iPhoto it uploads it but you can also do it right from your phone you can configure a phone to upload it in different ways and then you get a great web ui of all your stuff there's albums and different ways to search things and all the views that, it's really better than iPhoto, actually, all on the web, but you can also just, yeah, (laughs) you can also, like, just share a link to anything and people just see it, so if you just wanna, like, here are some pictures, like, you don't, and here's the other thing, like, when I went to Ireland, I didn't wanna upload all of my pictures to Facebook, because no one was gonna look through all of them, so you have to curate them, but then there are some people who just want to see all of your pictures from Ireland, no matter how terrible they are, And so for those people, you just give them this link and they can just go through it. Uh, So picturelife.com, it's free for a certain amount, which isn't very much, Uh, five gigabytes. Uh, I have the 300 gigabyte, oh no, sorry, I have the 100 gigabyte plan, just $7 per month. Whoa, that's not that many dollars. Yeah, Uh, I mean, it's kind of redundant because I back the pictures up to S3 and to the hard drive locally, but it's such a convenient way to share them. And it's really, I'm paying for a better iPhoto, anyways. That I think it's worth it. And there are mobile apps, iPad, iPhone, PictureLife.com. dot com. Um, so,
2: so I just downloaded PictureLife for Mac, and uh, I appreciate that I did not have to drag the application from oh. the, the disk image to the the applications folder. It did it itself. Uh, nice. Living in the future. Um, is it my turn now? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so my pick this week is... I may have picked this before.
0: I, like, I, I checked. We talked about it and I couldn't find that it was an actual pick, but I know we've talked about okay. it.
2: We may have just talked about it, but in any case, when I had an iPhone still, I used it... So, before... Before... Well... When I had an iPhone, I used to use this app called Sunrise as my calendar. Before they had an iPhone app, Sunrise used to just, like, um, you would connect, like, your Facebook account and your Google, Google account, and every morning it would send you a digest of, like, what you had going on for that day, which they still do, and I don't use anymore because I don't have that much stuff in my personal calendar, so it usually ends up being pretty empty. Um, but they just recently released an Android app, which is just as fantastic as their iPhone app was. Um, and I like it way better than the other calendar app I was using for Android. So if you are looking for an, a calendar upgrade and you use Google Calendar, check out Sunrise. It does not work with like Outlook, like Exchange, or anything like that as far as I know. Um, but it does work with Google, so
0: check it out. And, and I will say, at this, when they released the Android, they also released the uh, the web client as well.
2: Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. They do have like a rich desktop client now, um, <laughs> which seemed really nice. It was it was certainly less confusing than Google Calendar is. Um, again, I don't. I very rarely like. I don't use my personal calendar very much. I have like a bunch of recurring events that I am routinely reminded of, like, don't panic. Um, but other than that, I don't. I don't use it very much. So I'm not. I'm not a calendar power user. So maybe it's not great if you are, but worth a shot.
0: I second this pick. I love Sunrise. It's my primary as well. So uh, Sunrise. Am, which is also an excellent URL. Uh, outstanding! Well, that concludes our 50th episode! Whoa! We're We're half a century old. We're marking all the milestones uh wonderful well thank all of you out there for joining us i hope you enjoyed today's show uh as always you can get the show on the internet at don'tpanic.io. our fantastic website there we have the audio video our rss feeds the whole thing we're on itunes we're on stitcher we're on youtube uh twitter.com slash don't panic show facebook.com slash don't panic show we do this live every single monday night 10 p.m eastern uh 7 p.m pacific uh with dan and colby and myself. Uh, Always a good time. Make sure you come back next week. We're going to have all the announcement coverage. June is nonstop announcement month, and we are your one-stop shop for everything you need to know uh, by some of America's biggest companies. So with that, I suppose we will conclude tonight's show. I'll thank all of you out there for joining us, and we'll see you next week on an all-new episode of Don't Panic. This show is brewed fresh weekly by the Coffee and Beer Podcast Network. Get all our shows at our website, coffeeandbeer.tv.